the grid, a digital frontier. I pictured patriots as they moved throughout our country. Do they look like individuals or small business? Were the rallies like church? I keep dreaming of a world I hope to one day see. And then, today, I got in. Hello, fellow Americans. This is Chris Coleman, your host with the Kingdom Patriot Group. Welcome to The Grid, where faith, politics, and commerce intersect. When and to whom should we bow? That is today's topic on The Grid. But first, a word from our sponsor. Midwest Glass and Mirror is a full-service glass and mirror company. Located in Stevensville, Michigan, this company serves both residential and commercial customers in southwest Michigan and Indiana. In business for over 30 years, they are the glass and mirror industry leader and are trusted by homeowners, property managers, and commercial clients. Their mission is to exceed your expectations by delivering top-notch professionalism, integrity, and craftsmanship. I know one of the partners personally, and I can assure you he is a man of faith, a patriot, loves God and country. He is a great example of American small business success due to hard work and an expert craft. Call 269-428-4464 or visit MidwestGlass.com today and ask how they can help you. Again, that's MidwestGlass.com or call 269-428-4464. Make sure you tell them that you are a Kingdom Patriot. Before we jump into the idea of worship, a quick recap of some of the major news we saw this week. And of course, you can't start this off without talking about Omicron. It is spreading fast across the country. Many states are now reporting that the majority of their COVID cases are of the Omicron variant. It's still early, but data suggests that it is much more infectious than the Delta variant, but also much less virulent. While that still may indicate a strain on the healthcare system due to the overall volume and increase in numbers, the actual individual risk is likely to be much, much less. Continuing with Omicron, this comes from NPR. Thousands more flights were canceled on Christmas Day, as well as Christmas Eve, putting a damper on holiday travel. The backlog was even worse than it was on Christmas Eve, with over 2,500 flights canceled worldwide. That's because of the strict quarantine protocols, and these canceled flights are due to staffing shortages. Even in the healthcare industry, organizations are openly asking for a relaxing of quarantine periods due to the severe staffing shortage. We also saw the first therapeutic drug become available. On December 22nd, the U.S. Food and Drug Administration issued an emergency use authorization for Pfizer's Paxlovid, which is for the treatment of mild to moderate coronavirus in adults and pediatrics who are 12 years old and older, who are at high risk for progression to severe COVID-19, including hospitalization or death. Paxlovid is available by prescription only, should be initiated as soon as possible after diagnosis and within five days of onset of symptoms. So this is really important because when there's this tremendous push for vaccines, we now actually have a drug that can be used to treat it once you already have COVID. Very important. In other news, this comes from scotusblog.org. With COVID-19 cases surging across the country, the Supreme Court fast-tracked two disputes over the Biden administration's efforts to expand vaccinations. In an unusual move, the justices announced on Wednesday night that they will hear oral arguments on January 7th on two federal policies, a vaccine or test mandate for workers at large employers, defined as more than 100 employees, and the vaccine mandate for healthcare workers at facilities that receive federal funding. These cases came to the court last week on an emergency basis, and the formal question in both disputes is whether the government should be allowed to enforce the policies while litigation challenging them continues. But the justices' views on whether to grant emergency relief will likely be influenced by their views on the merits of the underlying challenge themselves. To put that in English, Often, whether or not the federal government, or I should say the courts, whether or not the courts are going to allow a policy to be put in place is often based on whether or not there is a likelihood of success of the plaintiff. 
We'll see more on this, but this is big news. Thanks for joining us for our quick news update, and now to today's topic. Hopefully you've had a chance to listen to our podcast two weeks ago about obeying those in authority and what scripture says about that, because today's topic is going to somewhat dovetail off of that conversation. If you've not listened to it, then I would encourage you, please stop this podcast right now. Go back and listen to that one first. It'll be of way more value if you've heard them in order. So I want to share a little bit. This is kind of funny, actually, but when you go to Facebook, you go to other social media, you see all kinds of t-shirts that have come out with various slogans and memes. Usually I call them the meme-themed t-shirts. And Facebook in particular is just overrun with various t-shirts with these different memes and themes. Some are very serious in their call for blatant disobedience, such as, I will not comply. But then you have other funny ones, like, uh, this is one of my favorites, we are the Democrats, we believe in science. Well, except for that whole chromosome thing, we don't actually believe that one. Those are pretty funny. There's a whole bunch that are like that. But one of my absolute favorites is very, it's very sobering in its message. And it says this, I only bow to one man, and he died on the cross. That's where we pick up today. That's what I want to talk about today. So as a quick recap from the Obedience podcast, we talked about the high bar that our founding fathers set for civil disobedience, as well as that biblical threshold for disobeying those in authority over us. If we're openly called to stop preaching the Bible, to sin, or to worship that which we should not, these are times to disobey. But clearly, we should not engage in disobedience for light and transient causes. Because in general, we are called to obey those in authority over us. But I digress. So let's talk about that last memed-themed t-shirt that I just mentioned about I only bow to one man and he died on a cross. And I'm going to talk about specifically the concept of worship. I pray that each of you has not only enjoyed Christmas, but have had time to reflect on the reason for this season and what the object and who the object of our worship, our true king, should be, Jesus Christ. In this holiday season, and it's true for all seasons, there's only one who is worthy of our worship. He was born in a manger, he died on a cross, and was resurrected from a cave. From a stable to a cross, from a grave, Jesus is the only one who truly is worthy of our worship. At the Kingdom Patriot Group, we have spent considerable time bringing awareness and a call to action to those choices made by our leaders that are taking us down dangerous paths. But our ultimate calling is to share the gospel in the process. And I'm aware there are many who feel just like I do about our government. And it's, it's hard not to be filled with fear and anger and vitriol and thoughts of vengeance and believing that if we elect the right people, we can relax because then we will be saved. And that, my friends, is why we're having this conversation today. If you truly believe that our problems are solved if we get the right people elected and the wrong people removed and the right people on the court and the wrong school board members removed, and the right ones in place, you've really missed the point. If you live in fear that if we're unsuccessful, then all is lost, I submit to you that your hope is likely misplaced, and in fact, it's probably misplaced by idols. And don't get me wrong, I love my country. I believe in the principle this country was founded upon. But at the end of the day, if my hope lives and dies with our system of government, then I, in effect, have elevated our leaders, our democracy, and our country to idol status. So what is an idol? Well, while sin is easily recognizable, there are more noble things that can masquerade as worthy, at least according to our culture, when in reality they can be idols, and thus idol worship. Things such as hard work, family, marriage, children, sports, hunting, exercise, 
healthy foods, you name it, anything that we worship that is not God is an idol. And I think it's easy to criticize from the right because we see the progressive left absolutely worshiping the nanny state. They worship moral relativism. They worship the cause to destroy faith. But Christian conservatives can fall into the same trap as we worship the Founding Fathers, or the Constitution's original intent, or our democracy. At the end of the day, there is only one worthy of our worship, and that is Jesus Christ. As we continue in the midst of the heart of this December, we have one king to bow before, and that's Christ. And while we are called to obey those in authority over us, those in that authority ultimately answer to my king, Jesus. That is who we should worship. Our redress should be before our king. And how do we do that? How do we deal with our anxieties about our government? How do we deal with our fears of where we see our culture going? I think that's very clear to us in Philippians. Through prayer and petition with thanksgiving, we present our requests to God, and the peace of God that transcends all understanding will guard our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. Philippians 4, 6, and 7. And we really can't have a conversation about worshiping our one true king without talking about those idols. And like I said, I think the sin's pretty easy to identify, the love of money, sexual immorality, and power. But for all of my conservative friends, really, we really have to deal with these issues because we see this coming out a lot. My personal rights, my property, my freedom, the Constitution, the Founding Fathers, Declaration of Independence, our military might. And then what I would call the more subtle ones of our friends, our family, our spouses, our children even our ministries. How about our sports teams or hunting and fishing? All of these can be elevated so easily to that level of worship. And if we're worshiping those things, if those things become what drive us and what we spend all our time on and thinking about and planning, then it really has been elevated to idol worship. And the reason I mention these is because they all have the potential to become our gods. I say our gods with a little g, but in doing so, these objects of worship replace our Father in heaven big G. What is so deceiving is that many of these things, at least from a culture perspective, appear to be good. I mean, who wouldn't want to be completely and 100% devoted to their family? But when that becomes your driving factor at all costs, where God takes a back seat, we're now not worshiping the Lord, we're worshiping our family. And I will tell you, I struggled that. I struggled that with my family because I love my, my wife and my kids. It's so easy to place those before everything. Yet I bring these up because of this very conversation today of who is worthy of our worship. Who should we bow to? We celebrate Christmas because of Jesus, our one true king, the only one who's worthy of our worship. And if that's true, then there's nothing more important than our personal pursuit of him. Yes, the kingdom patriot Groot is promoting faith and freedom, but even the pursuit of freedom is secondary to our pursuit of Christ. And although we absolutely want the freedom to pursue without hindrance, the Bible shows us that persecution will only increase, and we need to be aware of that, because all things will pass away, but the Lord will not. So maybe I should have led this today, but the definition of worship is this, to render religious reverence and homage to, to feel an adoring reverence or regard for any person or thing. So let's render our reverence and homage and adoration and regard for the only person who ever lived that is worthy. That's Jesus. As the meme earlier stated, I bow to one man and he died on a cross. Again, I hope you had a very Merry Christmas. I cannot wait for what 2022 has for you, your family, and all of us here at the Kingdom Patriot Group. Thank you for joining us for today's edition of The Grid. And I want to make a special thanks to our sponsor, Midwest Glass, the Southwest Michigan leader in glass and mirrors. Give them a call today at 
4464 or go to midwestglass.com. That's midwestglass.com or 269-428-4464. Don't forget to visit our website at kingdompatriot.us to join the movement of faith and freedom. That's kingdompatriot.us. Join today so that together we can make a difference. Your membership is appreciated, your input is valued, and your voice is needed. I'm Chris Coleman, and I am a Kingdom Patriot. Oh,